scared of you motherfuckers. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. And I'm blessed. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. The pre-roll for today is, when it comes to dating, pour responsibly. All right, everyone. So today we wanted to discuss some dating topics with a Black man. As you know, we've had some past episodes where we've talked about the topic of dating, and we love getting guys' perspectives on different things. So today we have a special guest that actually, he uh, caught my eye on social media because he would share content that was just really good tips for a black man when it came to dating. And I'm like, okay, we got to have him on the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is too good. We can't keep it to ourselves. <laughs> so um, let's start by having, I guess, introduce himself. Well, thank you so much, Sharice and Ashley, for having me on. My name's Christian Reeves. I'm uh, originally from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been in the uh, Baltimore area for the last uh, almost three years. And I am passionate about all things singles. And so I definitely <laughs> do have a perspective uh, um, for as a black man about dating, which is one that we don't hear much uh, from. And so I try to be intentional about creating content that uh, challenges black men, that uh, causes us uh, to have a sense of accountability. And, um, and in that, oftentimes the ladies get a little, uh, they get a little insight on, uh, on just some of the perspectives and ideas that we have. So I'm really excited to be on and looking forward to today's conversation. Yeah, thank you and so welcome. Um, so our, our first question then is, what shapes your views on dating and relationships? That's a, that's a really great question. So um, I always like to start off by sharing uh, that my faith is very important to me, right? Mm -hmm. And so I am a Christian man, which gives me a certain perspective that uh, is not always as popular uh, today. Um, because we think that Christianity can be a bit misogynistic, but um, in, in my study of just my belief, I, I, one of the first things we think about all the time is submission, and I know that S word can be a bad word, right, <laughs> but when we really look at, at the Christian faith, if it's taught the way it's supposed to, men and women are supposed to submit to each other, mm -hmm. but it's given me a foundation that helps me to believe that um, that there's a certain way as a man that I am supposed to uh, protect and provide and, uh, and and build my lady up. And so that is uh, part of what holds me, creates a level of accountability for me and, and, and has shaped my views, but also the fact that I was raised by a single mother. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom, she chose not to date. My mother's last date was with my father. And uh, that was over 30 years ago oh and so wow. yes so now my mother is an older woman who says geez I wish I would have dated and took up some of those things <laughs> perspective that yeah. she didn't necessarily want to see men in and out of uh, you know want me to see men in, in yeah. and out of her life yeah. and uh, I appreciate that but now I need her to have something to do <laughs> <laughs> so Shout out to mom. I'm sure she'll listen. She'll be embarrassed <laughs> I shared this. But um, that has shaped how I see women. I grew up with very strong women in my life. And uh, so <laughs> I, 
they have uh, created a, a vantage point and a viewpoint that makes me say that there's a certain type of man that I need to be that holds a woman accountable, right? Because I grew up with women that they were used to running the show. And I'm not, I don't believe that a woman has a place, but I do believe that when a woman is with a man, that she doesn't have to be all of that all the time because yeah. she has someone to be that for her. So a lot of that has shaped my perspective of how I see relationships and my interactions with women. Okay. Good. Excellent. Yeah, that was good. Listen, you you can just take over. Just give us I the because that was that was all good. Yeah, just my life, just my experience. <laughs> you was like, I'm prepared for this, baby. Right. <laughs> but okay. So then the next question we have is, what's something that you wish more women understood when it comes to dating? Yeah. So I. <laughs> All right, so this is something that I try to put in my own practice in my own dating life. And uh, I believe it's important for men and women, but especially women. So I know that I will will not um, get a whole bunch of um, hand claps for this, but <laughs> ladies, sometimes you all put the, the, as the old folks say, the, the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. You know, you go on a date with a man, it's a, it goes well, You've planned out a wedding. You know where you live. <laughs> yep. Got the furniture true. for your house. And so I have this this idea that it's a principle that we have to pour responsibly, right? So when yeah. you go to the bar, you know you're not going to just down it all at at one time because you know you're going to you're going to be you're going to be too lit too soon. <laughs> what we have to do is even with our emotions, with our um, gestures. Uh, with how we begin to um, create those scenarios in our mind, we have to pour responsibly and make sure that it it is um, that it's applicable to where we are in the relationship and with the trust. And so, I think that that's really important that for women to be accountability with each other. And I have a lot of sisters and female friends who, when they go on a date and they're like, "Oh, it was wonderful. I really like him." This, I'm like, slow down. Slow down. Yes. Let's yeah. get to day two, right? Let's mm-hmm. not start thinking through all of that, and especially as we get into our thirties and you uh-huh. know all that. You you feel that pressure. You want it to happen, but let's slow down mm-hmm. and let's make sure we're where we need to be. the The other thing that uh, I think is really important for ladies to do is create legit non negotiables. Mm-hmm. So for yourself, you have to know what am I not willing to accept? Mm -hmm. And these are the parameters of what I'm not willing to accept. So number one, know what I'm not willing to accept. So set those parameters. Number two, share those with your partner. Because oftentimes the person that you're dating, that should be a conversation that's being had in the beginning of the process. And so let me throw this in here because when I talk about dating, dating for me is very casual, right? So that is we're going to different places, getting to know each other. And then for myself, there's a courting process. That's when I know that I am actually interested in you. I want a future. I can see myself marrying you. Like I am conscious, you know, this is what I want and this is what we're working towards. Now, it may not happen because this is an engagement. This is courting, you know, but I know that I'm being intentional. I want to I want to see a future with you. I want to pursue you. So in that dating process, I think it's really important that you do share those non-negotiables. And the reason why I say that is because I see a lot of women get rid of good brothers for out of an emotional response. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the non-negotiables, when you actually say, okay, these are the 10 things that I can't deal with. Well, 
the brother may have hurt your feelings outside of those non-negotiables. That's not something to get rid of him for. That's something to teach him, learn yeah, when you're learning each other. Yeah. And I know women today don't necessarily, I hear it all the time. I don't want to have to teach a man. I don't want to have to grow I, I hate when people say that. <laughs> right? it's, so, it's so- You have to communicate. You so have to. How are they going to know? Nobody's yeah, it's a an excuse. Reader. It's an excuse exactly. to not communicate and it's yeah. due to a fear of communicating those standards and somebody not being able to meet them. Exactly. That's what I feel a lot yeah. of the time. So you exactly. said you wasn't going to get a hand clap? You? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, you will. Right. You're sitting. That's I all know. stuff that we've talked about. This is all yeah. things that we've, we've had conversations on because I, yeah. I agree with you. People yeah. go on that first date and they're like, this is my man. This is I'm it. Commit. I'm only going to go on dates with this one person. This yeah. is it. They got to fit this mold and yeah. that's it. And I'm like, yeah. no, <laughs> can you Friday? even be friends yeah. with this person? Do you yeah. even enjoy spending time with this person? Like, exactly. In your professional world, you would not apply for one job and just say, exactly. oh, this is what I'm, I'm that's going. That's a good example. That's what I say. All, yeah. I say dating one person in those early phases is akin to applying for one job when you're unemployed. Yeah, exactly. Who would do that? If you yeah. want to, if you want a position, apply for multiple. Yeah, see which exactly. is the best fit. See the benefits. You know, like weigh them out. Like, yeah, so look, we I'm, on, we on the same you. page. Yeah. All right. So I feel better, <laughs> but hey, let me be good because sometimes I can get a little Kevin Samuels, and I don't want y'all to get me. You no, know, bring it, bring it, bring the Kevin Samuels. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I just believe, no. I'm not that bad, but I believe in accountability. And yeah. No. Don't. I know that there is a huge push for black men to be held accountable. And I know I won't get claps for this for sure, but I'm afraid that uh, I think that people do the work as singles, but don't necessarily realize just because you did the work as a single, that that work is going to be equivalent to being in a relationship. There's new work that has to be done because that person's going to pull out new triggers. And for me as a single black man, what I have found, and this is where I I don't expect to get any help. I'm a preacher too. So, you know, I, I don't expect it. But I know that, um, that, that sometimes I don't feel that black women are held accountable in those standards because we, ex- mm-hmm. you know, there's this thing grow, get rid of your F-boy tendencies, all of this, but you haven't done the work at, as a woman in a relationship. You've done mm-hmm. the work as a single. And so yeah. who you present as that single is excellent, but we got to deal with them triggers too, sis. We got to deal with them. <laughs> That's true. No, I can, I can agree with that because even when I see like sometimes my best friend is a man. So we have these conversations often. Right. And it's great because I like getting different perspectives, but we'll have a conversation about how, you know, there'll be kind of this general consensus about dating. Right. So right now everyone says the dating pool has pee in it. It has poop in it. It has whatever. And I feel like that's a deflection, right? What is, what are you looking for from dating? How are you dating in order to achieve the goals that you want? Right. And what role are you playing in the dating pool being trash? If you perceive it to be trash, right. If you perceive all men to be trash, well, then why do you want to date one? (laughs) Why do you want to be with one? Right. Mm -hmm. So I I agree with you in that it's very easy for people to say, oh, everyone out there is trash. I'm I'm a great person. Everyone else though is horrible and not, it's not as easy for them to say, okay, I've had 10 bad dating experiences in a row. The common denominator is me. What can I change in my behavior or in how I present myself or even in my perspective to get a more successful, a more positive dating experience out of it? So I I agree with that too. Yeah. 
And I want to make clear that I love black women. I don't, I don't date anybody else but <laughs> If black you women. hate black women, just say that. <laughs> no, I, I love black women. I don't want anybody else but a black woman. Yeah, hey, amen. No, I don't think you said anything that was bad or controversial, honestly. Right. I think that accountability is important, regardless of gender or anything, regardless of relationship status. Mm-hmm. Like, you should always be looking to improve and see if there was something that you could have done better. And so. yeah, your self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Got to do that, that work with it's yourself. That's so, so on the flip side, you know, we spoke about um, something women need, need to understand about dating. Well, what's something you wish more men understood about dating? Yes. All right. So, <laughs> you ha- bro, you have to create a dating plan. All right. So in the dating plan, the first thing is figure out how many women you can actually get to know at one time. Mm-hmm. So I know that <laughs> putting this out there a little bit, bros. We, we have a whole rotation. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. <laughs> I mean, but realistically, now, if you're just looking to kick it, that's cool. But if you're saying, I'm ready to get married, I want to make those type of moves in my life, you're not going to be able to get to know 10 women at one time. Mm-hmm. So really figuring out, and it comes down to kind of like weeding out who, you know, this top 10, who's my top five? You know, and start weeding that out. And we're doing that as we're dating and, you know, talking on the phone. The goal isn't to keep this mass number of rotation. It's to actually weed out the weaker links. Who do I see I have no future with? And being very honest about that. So I think that that, that in that time of transition, because I have to say this, dating, I talked about pouring responsibly. In this dating process, as I am getting information about you, Myself as the man, you as the woman should not leave this dating process an emotional wreck. If you do, you know that you don't date responsibly, that you're not Mm -hmm. born responsibly. So we should be able to get information from each other and then be able to also say, hey, it was really great getting to know you, but for what I'm looking for, I don't think that you're the right fit. And that is not, um, that is, that is not rejection. That's just, you're not compatible for what I'm looking for. That's it. That's all. And it's and so, so, to me, it's so easy to just say that, to communicate yeah. that, but people just, they you know, struggle. we live in a world of uh, ghosting. So yes. they, mm, anyway, sorry. Mm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you preaching. You, you can't ghost, you can't ghost. So that that's number one, uh, making sure that you, uh, that, that you uh, consciously figure out how many women you're going to entertain. The other thing that I think is extremely important is uh, figuring, figuring out what you're willing to do to invest in dating, right? Mm-hmm. So my big thing is, bro, if you start off high, that's what's going to be expected mm-hmm. throughout this relationship. Mm-hmm. So you got to look at your coins and where you are right now in your life. You may want to be impressive with this huge date, but you may have to share with her. And I think that this is it's fine to do. I think that even mm-hmm. that, you know, you're not going to share all your personal business, but if you got some projects and things that you're working on, in your financial life, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I want to make sure I offer you quality dates, but right now this is what I'm building and this is what I'm working on. So how do you feel about this? I don't just create dates. I I actually have conversations with women. I want to know what is your expectation of a first date? What do you expect throughout this process? What type of places are you expecting to go to? And I'm going to be very honest with you. If that's not in my budget in this season of my life, then that's not what 
I'm not the guy for you. Yeah. And I think that when we're very honest in communication like that, that it it saves us so much heartbreak. So mm -hmm. those are the two important things. Nice. How many women are you going to talk to and really figuring out how much financially you're willing to invest in data? Yeah. Look, fellas, y'all better be taking notes. I'm saying. I'll be, be seeing guys complaining about, oh, all women want $200 dates. It's city girl culture, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, or maybe, just maybe, you're not dating people who are aligned with the same things that you are. <laughs> maybe yeah. you're dating people who they do want those $200 dates. And you should instead be dating women maybe who appreciate creativity more or yeah. who value other things other than just the cost of the date. But that could be cleared up with a conversation to your point before oh. you even get to that first date. Yeah, exactly. So, that, see, look, you, you're giving them gems. Listen, if, <laughs> if after you listen to this episode, you're still struggling with dating. I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe hang it up for a little bit. <laughs> Take a break. Take like a I break. said, I'm, I'm just sharing my life and experiences. And these are things that I've gotten burned on. And mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, I want to help the brothers. I want to help yeah, them. So do we. Good. We want to help them. Help us help them. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, all right. So then the next question we have is, what's your goal when dating? And do you communicate it to a potential partner? I know when you answered the last question, you said that you asked the woman who you're going to take on dates, what are your expectations and whatnot, but do you also share your expectations with them? Yeah, I do. So I think, I think that it's so important to share those expectations. And part of that, um, I think sometimes brothers don't necessarily share their expectations in the beginning because we want the girl so bad, we'll go along with whatever you're saying. But in the long run, it hurts your hurts your relationship. So I am a very clear communicator. I want to know um, if, if a woman tells me, uh, I, I'm going to ask, what's your love language? Because that tells me a lot yeah. of, of what to expect and what you're expecting. So, you know, if she can't communicate that for me, I'm going to tell her, hey, you should really check this, you know, check out the love languages and things of that sort. I, I want to know, I think it's important from the beginning to have these conversations. Do you want children? Like while we're talking, those should be legit questions. Do yeah. you do you want kids? You know, what do you believe in traditional in traditional um, gender roles? Mm -hmm. You know, or should the should we each be doing what we're good at? You know, those are really important things to discuss. It seems like it's a far far off, but it it saves you a lot of time. Uh, and you ought to know those things. Now, I also, I say this all the time. I have a friend, I think about her right now. When she listens to this, she'll know I'm talking about her. <laughs> he is hard on men. And I say to her, listen to what his expectations are, right? But even if they don't align to what you're necessarily interested in or what you desire, don't completely X him out. Because right now, when I ask you these questions, I'm asking you this so that I can compile information to see if you were compatible. But if there's something that you still like about this person, still entertain it because the missing ingredient right now is actual love. Because when you love someone, you'll make some sacrifices that you won't right now off of a like. So don't necessarily throw the guy away. In these expectations that you're sharing, and guys the same, don't throw her away. You know, consider are these hard? You know, you got to ask there again, are these non-negotiable expectations? Yeah. You know, is there room for this once you have feelings? And we, you know, understand that type of stuff because again, I think that we're saying that we can't find good people because we're not flexible enough and we don't have the patience to evolve. 
I agree. Mm, that's true. Um, okay, so what's your idea of a perfect date? So a perfect date for me is creativity. Now, I don't, I, I get bored sitting in restaurants. I'm not against spending the money of a restaurant. I'd rather put that money in doing something much more creative. Mm-hmm. So like I live in Baltimore, we've got a harbor right here. For a date, what I've done before is uh, is, is cooked for my lady, right? And uh, got nice wine for us, uh, Got brought the speaker out there, invested in some lawn chairs, and we're sitting out looking at the water at nightfall with candles all around. You know, mm. it's creative and it's not necessarily just the same. Whew, I hate sitting in restaurants. It's just, <laughs> I do, I do. I, I would get takeout and go sit somewhere else. Yeah. So I think create, for me, it's, it's creativity. And I appreciate when a woman, so anybody can spend money and just go to a restaurant. Yeah. Don't mean that you, you know, you got something extra to you. So exactly. even with a, with a woman, because I do believe in women hosting a date night too. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel like it always has to be on the guy. Agreed. I feel like the lady should do the same as well. Be creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. That's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Right, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on a first date, do you believe that one party should pick up the tab, or like, what are your thoughts about that? I told you all in the beginning. I'm from North Carolina. I'm a southern. <laughs> I already knew what the answer was going to be. I so, still had to ask. Listen, <laughs> until we are in a relationship, I'm going to tell you. I am not against the against my lady taking me to dinner every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not something that's going to happen all the time. But <laughs> once a month, if she say, hey, I want to take us to dinner, okay, I'm with it. Uh, but in the beginning, uh, while we're dating, that will never happen. Not mm-hmm. for me. Y'all hear that, fellas? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, too. Highlight because, it and underline it. Be, and listen, brothers, here's the other thing. But if she does tell you that she's paying half, that means that she's not interested, okay? Not she, always. No, not yeah. Always. No, no, no. <laughs> no, look, always. Look. But I recently paid half on a first date, and I'm going to tell you why I did it. Why? I did it because I actually was very interested in him, and I took into account the fact that we matched on an app on, like, a Wednesday, and I was enjoying speaking with him so much, I wanted to see him that weekend. But I understood that he didn't have time to maybe plan for a date, right? Or like, I don't know what his finances are. So I was like, you know what? Being that I really want to meet you, you know, hopefully it's mutual. You're going to agree to go out. I'm okay paying for myself because I just want us to have the opportunity to be able to even meet in person. So not always. It's not always because you don't like. I also take into account what I do for a living and what the person I'm going on the date with does for a living. Because I don't think it's fair just because you're a man, right? Let's say you're a man and you work as a, I don't know, um, uh, administrative assistant, right? And I'm a surgeon. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to feel like just because you're the man, automatically you should take on the financial burden or whatever. But, but I will say there are times where I have paid because I'm not interested in the yeah, no, it's yeah. It's a different kind of like, I feel like energy about it when I'm doing that, where it's like, okay, well, this was fun. So, <laughs> so right, check, I, please. <laughs> I halfway take my statement. statement. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a 50-50 chance. You okay. really got to go off, you got to go off the vibes on the date. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm with it. That's too funny. So what are some things um, you suggest a man should do to prepare when he first decides he's ready to date? Hmm. Um. I think that he, 
I think that that man has to um, has to consider where that where he is in his life. Yeah. And I think that that is so important. So if you're just looking for a good time, just say you're looking for a good time. Yes. But if you're considering something serious, that should be made plain too. Because brothers, some of these women are just looking for a good time too. So it put it out there. Just put it out there. Uh, I think that it's so important to do that. Consider where you are and what you really want. Be honest. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that one. It could save people a lot of heartbreak in the end. If they're That's what I was about to say. That mm-hmm. honesty goes a long way. Yep. Sure does. Okay. So with dating apps being prevalent now, is there any advice you have for men on navigating those apps? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. So <laughs> of I course went, you do. <laughs> I, I met a girl a few weeks ago and we went out and I broke my rule. My number one rule is before a official date, when I meet you on, on an app, that we'll do a meetup. And that is something that is uh, much more casual, coffee, go for a walk, meet in the park, mm-hmm. whatever like that. Uh, I think that that is the best thing to do because it gives you out. It's not a whole, it's not elongated. You know, you don't have to sit in front of each other for a long time and just say, Hey, we're going to meet up for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, if, so if the person doesn't look the way that, you know, if they catfishing, you know, all those things, you're not stuck. Yeah. In it, right. Um, I broke my rule and I was miserable and <laughs> I normally can play off when I'm miserable in a date, a meeting or whatever. But before I know it, she looked at me and she said, are you enjoying yourself? Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) So do your meetup, because I want my money back from that date. (laughs) Should have done a meetup. Number two, don't, don't, uh, don't choose solely by how she looks. All right, so of course, that's it's really easy to be shallow on a date on a dating app mm-hmm. uh, but just because she looks good that doesn't mean that she's going to give you everything that, she, that you're actually looking for and I find that people just like um, when you first meet them in person it's a representative on that app so you know yeah. everybody we can we <laughs> I know when I've written my biography on an app I've gone and done it three and four times you know to see <laughs> You know, this didn't get me the hits that I want. Maybe I need to change this a little differently. Yeah. It's a resume. So, yeah. you know, you do what you what you have to, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting the person that you desire. Mm-hmm. And this is the last thing that I say to, and this is for the brothers, but this is for the ladies as well. COVID, right? I have been a bit irresponsible. I gained 30 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Don't keep the pre-COVID pictures up. Oh my God, if, thank you. If you, <laughs> if you gained you. a little weight, just put the picture up and i said because it's not like the people aren't gonna meet you in person exactly i'm so happy you brought this up because man (laughs) we talk about this every day yeah Yeah. you know just put the real picture up but let me say this the ladies do it more than the men do Mm -hmm. because i met a girl this was a few years ago when i was living in charlotte Mm-hmm. She she had pictures that were several years, and and I'm all right with a thicker woman. I have no issue with that. She was pretty the way she was, perfect. But what I realized was every time we went out, she had to have had a different waist trainer on because it's <laughs> never the same. And I just wanted to say to her, you don't have to do all this. You already done tricked me a bit with these pictures. 
And now you're tricking me with this waist trainer. Now, <laughs> let me have what you are. Let me make a decision for myself. Exactly. I feel mm-hmm. tricked right now. I feel full. Yes. You're bamboozling me. Yes. Let me give me how to real you, please. Yeah, that's why I don't like feeling mm-hmm. bamboozled. <laughs> I think it's also too like for me when I encounter someone who is drastically different than like their pics, their bio, their whatever. What I take from that, what I receive is they're not comfortable with themselves as they currently are. They were more comfortable with a former version of themselves. And to me, that means maybe do a little bit more self-work so that you can get to a place where you're comfortable with yourself. Because if you're not comfortable with you, how you want me to be comfortable with you? It's going to be an uphill battle if you don't, if you're not loving yourself and, you know, embracing where you are. So Mm -hmm. that was you hit the nail right on the head mm-hmm. it's the truth I'm, I'm tired of being faked out oh man i'm so happy you brought that up oh man <laughs> so um what are some things that men can do to create trust and safety when dating and so uh before you answer um so like when we thought of this question it was more of like a lot of the times we've experienced men um wanting to like link at our homes for the first date or something like that, or um, them sending us their phone number on a dating app, <laughs> like just dropping their number, like, oh, let's get off of this app when it's mm-hmm. like, well, why are we on, like, why did you even download this app if yeah. we could use this? So, yes. So, <clears throat> bro, you got to manage your F boy tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> manage your F boy tendencies and what I mean by that is I don't care how good the man is every man has a little f boy in him it's just naturally in us and so it's something we have to discipline and we have to manage and I don't think that you can necessarily make it go away you just have to discipline it right so I agree when you make those type of statements one of my friends told me the other day great conversation with the guy it started raining they had been talking for a few days and f boy rose up and he said um do you do you like to have sex in the rain oh well, your conversation was going good why you let your the f boy tendencies rise up things as simple as that the convo's going good and i and i do think you should talk about sex like i think it's important to know about sexual compatibility compatibility yeah. just because you're talking about sex doesn't mean that you have to send her a pic Right. Mm-hmm. She didn't ask for that. So those are the type of things that F boy in us, we have to manage because mm-hmm. what it does do for, for that lady is make her feel very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? She could have really been into you, but sending, sending the, you know, I, even after I've talked to, to a lady on an app for a week, generally I'm not, I'm going to wait about a week before I ask for your number. I'm going to preface by this, not just can I have your number? Is it too soon for me to ask you? Would I be too forward at this point if I ask you for your number or out on a date? I want you to feel comfortable. And guess what? If she says no, that doesn't mean that she doesn't want to stop talking to you. That just means she's not comfortable yet. So accept the no. Okay, when you're ready, you exchange numbers with me. I may bring it up to you again in two weeks, but you know, just to put a little push because I, I want you to know I'm pursuing and I'm a man and I'm a chaser. But you know, I'm not going to press you on that and stop talking or ghost you because you wouldn't give me your number in a week. Like, it's, yeah. we don't know each other. So exactly. See, the, the, the streets need you with this message. I'm just saying, because I've seen whole conversations where guys will, I've even experienced it, where guys will ask for my number like day two, day one, where we barely even day talk. One. And I say, hey, you know, 
I'm actually not comfortable giving out my number because with my number, you can find all kinds of information on me. So I have a policy that until we're in the stages of actually planning a date, I do not give out my number. I hope that that's okay with you. You know, just want to communicate that. And I have had guys unmatch me. <laughs> I've had guys just stop responding completely because they don't want to be told no. They see that rejection as, oh, she don't want nothing to do with me. Fine, I don't, I don't want nothing to do with her. And it's like, wait, no, <laughs> I'm just letting you know why yeah. I don't feel comfortable giving out this information at this point. But yeah. yeah. So my first thing that I'm going to ask for even before a number is an Instagram. So and, and I've had people who weren't comfortable with sharing that. But that does, because at the same time, again, brothers, ladies, we don't want to be catfished either. We don't want, you know, so share that because it gives some level of credibility for you. So, like, I got rid of all my social media, right? I, I let go of all my accounts. And as I was on dating apps and women would be like, well, can we connect somewhere else? I miss these messages or whatever. I noticed that they would stop talking to me when I said I have no social media because mm -hmm. it, it didn't give any credibility. Mm -hmm. So I do think something has to be offered, um, sure. you know, as we're as we're building. You have to figure out what that is. Maybe you have an Instagram page that you just use for connecting with new people or something mm -hmm. or a business page. Maybe you have uh, something like that. But that credibility does have to be established. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. Yeah, I was having that conversation with my best friend earlier this week, too, where he was saying, like, same sim as you, like, OK, maybe I don't get a phone number off of the woman from my app, but I just want something to make sure she's like a real person, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a valid concern. You know, yeah. nobody wants to <laughs> go to meet up and it's like they end up getting stood up because it was just some random person playing around, you know, trying to catfish them or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. That's valid. OK, so our final question is. What is one thing that you would like to leave with our male listeners pertaining to dating? Uh, I think um, I think the most important thing to consider as we're dating is uh, knowing when to pull back because you're not always your best self. And I think that it is important to be self-aware enough that you know when you don't need to um, to give a door to new people in your life. And so some of that can come through you know, what's going on in your emotional health, your mental health, you know, when you're high stressed and things of that sort, because it makes you unclear and you will find yourself in some conversation that you may not want to necessarily be in. You may deal with some rebounds, someone that's there to just make you feel better. So know as a man that's dating, when you're not in your best space, hey, this is a moment right now, I probably don't need to, to go on those dates. And there have been times that I have had to say to women, it's been a rough week. And I want you to have the best you. I know we planned something, but this isn't what I want to present. So if you'll give me the grace, you know, let's get together next week. And if she can't get with that, that's fine. I, I want to make sure that I'm my best self. So be honest with yourself. Be self-aware when it's not best for you to, uh, to entertain and to bring somebody new in your life. That was beautiful. Even the way you communicated that. I was like, I'm oh. saying the intentionality. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay. <Just kiss>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So is there anything that you want to plug or promote? Uh, maybe your social media or if you have any projects you're working on or anything. This is your opportunity in the episode to just talk about whatever it is, promote whatever it is that you're working on. Yeah. That, so I'm really excited. Um, 
throughout the pandemic, I hosted a, a Facebook uh, live show called Black Men Talk with some other brothers. And uh, we took a hiatus for the last year, but we are launching the podcast in July. Mm-hmm. And so um, within the next couple of weeks, you're going to start seeing some graphics and all that good marketing coming out. So I definitely want to connect with, with you if you enjoyed the conversation that uh that we've had today, please connect with me at my guy Reeves, my guy R E E V E S on Instagram. Uh, I'd love to connect with you, and uh, we're going to be putting out more content throughout the week. I also put out some uh, graphics and things of the sort for Singles Talk, uh, as well as Black Men Talk, where I share some of the, the content that we've discussed today. So I look forward to uh, connecting with you. Excellent, and we'll be sure to um, include your Instagram, a link to your Instagram in the show notes, so that. Anybody listening today, if you guys are on Spotify, you can just click the hyperlink. If you guys are on Apple Podcast or one of the other platforms, you'll see what his handle is. So you can go copy that into Instagram and find the page and follow. But I'm looking forward to the podcast because I'm always looking for podcasts from like black men that are not like talking about women like horribly. <laughs> right. So, so there's definitely a void in the market, in my opinion. And I can't wait to support your podcast when you launch it. I have to tell you the truth. I have a brother that's on the podcast who he's a bit challenged with black women, but he gives good entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> just want just want you to get Look, that. As long morning. as there's balance, as long as they're balanced. Oh yeah, okay? it balance. can't be like four four men just sitting around bashing. bashing women. <laughs> yeah, not like the you know some of these other podcasts out here. But, so no, it's it's yeah. one bro we've been pushing to go to therapy for two years, <laughs> but you know he is where he is. Mm-hmm. And look, his perspective matters too, though. So yeah. it does. It yeah. does. For it. But we just want to say thank you so much yeah, for you. being a guest. You were dropping gems all I'm over. Saying. Like it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I hope right. people take several things from this episode. Yeah. But most importantly, we want to say thank you for your time. We understand that it's valuable and you were great. Yeah. Thank you for having me, ladies. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Now moving over to our She Did That segment. For those of you who are first-time listeners to the show, this is just a segment where we take the time to highlight a woman who's out here doing it. So for this week, we wanted to highlight Melissa Kobe. She is Tampa-based, Jamaican-born illustrator. I'm sure y'all have seen some of her art because I I share it constantly in my stories. Beautiful. the background of my phone and my Twitter. She started painting when she was four years old, which is yeah. hella impressive. Um, but she's known for her beautiful faceless artwork. And she says that she wants everyone to be able to see themselves in each piece. So she uses this passion as a form of self-healing and a way to process our current climate. Yeah. She's done work for so many different companies. Yeah. She's done work for Google Pixel. So if you do have a Google Pixel, a little plug here, you can have her artwork as your background, okay, which I do. Um, <laughs> she's done work for YSL, where she worked with Mashonda on her perfume line, for West Elm, for Pottery Barn, and plenty of other businesses. Yeah. So just wanted to say right. shout out to you, Melissa, because yeah. your artwork is beautiful. I love when beautiful. she shows herself like creating the piece I know the talent the talent popped out (laughs) (laughs) just want to say you're out here doing it um keep it up because you help make the world a more beautiful place quite literally and from her personality that I see on her Instagram too such a a, like sweet kind like person she is she's (laughs) she's beautiful inside and out for sure she's hilarious I like I've known her for some years now so Uh she's great yeah she is great (laughs) So yeah, just want to say, Melissa, we see you, girl. You're out here doing it and keep going. 
Yes. All right. So um, we're going to move over to our loud lyrics segment. So my pick for this week is IDK Zaza Tree. So Mm -hmm. he actually dropped a new album um, last Friday. Um, So Baytronada produced the whole thing. So it's like a eight song. um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's an EP or album. Now that I think about it. Yeah, because they don't, I don't know if they specify on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it it was a it was a good little vibe, you know, it, it gave the like Katrinata vibe. Mm-hmm. So um like a lot of movement, like you know, the the songs to keep you moving type yeah. stuff. So and I love yeah, IDK. I he's from PG County, actually. I mean, yes, he okay, is. If you want to be technical, he was like born in the UK, but he was raised in PG yeah. County in Bowie, like, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I just love like hearing any yeah. of his music. Mm-hmm. I do love his music. So yeah. that's that's my pick. That's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, and so my pick for this week's Loud Lyric is Purple Hearts. And this is from Kendrick Lamar's new album. Mm-hmm. Um, and this song is featuring Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer. So I enjoy this song because the way that he arranged the album to me was like genius. Yeah. Um, and so the song right before this one, uh, I can't think of what the name of it is, but the song before this one, it's a, it's Kendrick and then Taylor from, uh, she's like Taylor the Page, yes, Zola. from Zola. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. right? I know crazy Um, so it's the two of them like essentially like arguing right and it's meant to depict what the state of relationships are between black men yes we cry together thank you Mm -hmm. it um is meant to depict the current state of relationships between black men and black women right where it's like dang we're just on each other's heads we're letting all these things tear us apart we're we're throwing back insults left and and right so then that song comes first and then after it is purple hearts right and Mm -hmm. i like purple hearts because first of all to have summer walker on a song about healing the state of Mm -hmm. relationships between black men and black women Again, genius. Crazy, <laughs> right? Right. Her, because she talks about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's kind of one of the main people who be talking shit about, I mean, rightfully so, right? Those yeah. are experiences. But, right. <laughs> you know, um, so I like Purple Hearts because, you know, for the chorus, like he literally says, like, shut the fuck up when, when love is talking, when you hear love talking. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get back to our main goal as Black people, which should be like, enriching the black community and just loving okay. on one another like yeah. everything else yeah. is a distraction it's noise it's unnecessary so the whole yeah. album I was a fan of um but yeah. Purple Hearts especially I thought based on today's topic for the episode it kind of like ties that in of like let's just get back yeah. as black people to just just loving on each other love let's each other for that. sure for mm-hmm. sure and man mm, I gotta I'm gonna go back and give it a few more listens I like to yeah uh listen to um, albums a couple times when yeah. they first drop just to kind of like just take it all in honestly mm-hmm. um, it's a lot it's a lot it is a lot and you know he has like the both sides so it's it's yeah. a lot to just kind of dissect I followed his page um on IG and it basically it breaks down his lyrics he's Kendrick he's is a genius, a genius. he's but a genius I, I like slight tangent but I swear like there be Gemini artists now there's artists that are good that are not Gemini, y'all. Okay. <laughs> but but I was thinking about it and I'm like, Gemini artists be really like out here on another level. Cause you know, Kanye is also a Gemini. Yep. Obviously, Kendrick is a Gemini. Damn, who was the third person I was thinking of yesterday? There's one more like really big artist that's like really intentional with their music. I can't think of them now, y'all. Just look mm-hmm. them Gemini artists. But <laughs> <laughs> but I I like when I was listening to the album, I'm like, yo, the genius of the production. Yeah, the genius of the arrangement of the tracks of, of the, the words lyrics. like how he puts it together yes. that is it's like always a meaning behind yeah it's just it's crazy it's yeah. crazy 
it's it's honestly like wow that somebody could like be think this way yeah it's it's like how can you think to put these words like the way that you it's it's so wild it's impressive so wild Mm -hmm. but yeah yes please listen to the new album (laughs) y'all um if you have any questions or if you would like to be a guest feel free to slide in our dms or shoot us an email at blunttruthspod at gmail.com as always be sure to like subscribe and follow us on twitter apple Podcasts, spotify and anchor we are at at blunttruthspod on all of them thanks for listening to another episode it's been real bye bye y'all